This morning's scripture will be uh, Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. I'll be reading from the New King James. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. you would bow with me, please. Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this appointed time to come together as fellow Christians and brothers and sisters in Christ. And we thank you for this opportunity to serve you, to sing songs of praise, to pray to you, Father, to petition you in prayer. And we just thank you for your son, Jesus, that died on the cross, that we can be saved from the sins that we commit, Father. We pray, Father, for those that are serving in missionary fields across the world today. We pray for their families and their efforts. For we know that with the things that are going on around the world in many countries, the chaos and corrupt governments, that, Father, that there are uh, people willing to put their lives on the line to to serve you, to teach others about you. And we pray for their efforts. We pray, Father, for those that are serving our local congregation, our elders and ministers and deacons. Father, we pray for them and their efforts. We pray that as members we fall in line or are eager to help them serve you, Father. We pray for those that are sick in our number. For those that are hospitalized, for those that are shut in, that cannot be here today, we pray for their health and their well-being. We pray, Father, for the simple blessings in life, our our shelter, that our homes. We pray, Father, for and thankful for the food that you allow us to have, for the country in which we live. We know there are so many that aren't as fortunate. We pray, Father, for each of our families this morning. We pray for their health and that, Father, if we have members of our own families that are not Christians, that we go to extra efforts to bring them into the fold. We pray, Father, that you forgive us of our sins at this time. For it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. I'm going to give you a summary of our, of our foreign missions, and uh, David, if you'll go ahead and, and kind of keep up with me as we go through these with the slides. After we do that, there's going to be a, a short video. The Bumbleo family uh, contributed funds to dig a well in, uh, in Africa, and so... Uh, We'll show a video on that. A video on that. That that well is going to impact 1,200 people in that community. And this congregation also contributed funds last year, and was we were able to dig a well, and it's going to impact 900 people in that community. And uh, both of these communities, there is a church there, and so so God's going to be glorified because of that. Our missions, our foreign missions, could be pretty well summed up in this: we are supporting native preachers in their country 
and uh, we're also supporting native preaching students in their country. We found this to be the most efficient and uh, probably the, the best value that we found as far as uh, spending for the church. Next would be benevolence for members of the church and their families throughout the world. And uh, then next would be supplies such as Bibles, school buildings, uh, not, and uh, church buildings or supplies that they need. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. I want to say thank you. I get an email or a text or a letter every week almost from someone that we're connected with in missions saying thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, so first, our, our first work is sandblast in the Panama, um, Panama Islands, Jefferson Avenue, Galen Presley and Henry Shelby. And uh, we're instrumental in starting that 35 to 40 years ago. We have 14 full-time preachers there. We have a preaching school, and uh, David Fox uh, pretty well coordinates that work, and uh, we were able to support them last year and also some, to supply some food uh, for needy families there. Latin American Missions, Bob Brown, that's based in Venezuela. Bob's been his career there in Central America. Venezuela is in a tough time right now. Uh, last report I had in 2020, the average adult lost 15 pounds. And don't get to thinking about sending me down there. But uh, anyway, uh, it, it's poor. It's a poor country. Lots, of, Thousands and thousands of people have fled the country. The positive thing about that is many of those were Christians. Churches have been started all over Central America and Europe because of that. Nicaragua, that's our largest work. Pedro and Bo gave the report on that a minute ago. If, if you didn't get to hear it, I can give you more details. Uh, total of 45 preachers, 63 students in a preaching school there. Uh, we're going to, uh, you heard about the medical clinic a minute ago that was built there this year. We support the doctor. We support medicine for that clinic and um, real strong work. 264 baptisms through the end of September. Our goal this year is 400. Jamaica School of Preaching, that was the first video you saw. They have taken a different approach to preaching schools, and that is using a uh, Skype-type uh, training. They have students in 24 countries, and uh, the main campus is there in Jamaica, and uh, on four continents. African Christian School, that was one of the videos we saw earlier. 186 students in Nigeria. Nigeria has 200 million people. The, uh, something fairly new there is the, the school itself is, is starting to generate some income from the students. They have a catfish farm, a chicken farm, and... Uh, then some of them do computer repair, probably not the same ones. Uh, the uh, Gospel Chariot Mission, Chuck's going to give us a report on that in just a minute. I won't steal his thunder, but all I can say is there are thousands of people that have been baptized and trained this year because of Gospel Chariot. Healing Hands International, um, 
you're going to see the video of that here in just a minute. We're going to play that before Chuck comes up here, and you can see that well that was dug by the Bumbleo family. And um, they also do, if there's any mission work in the United States, or at least the Southeast, they will be the, the group that is responsible for getting the shipping done, sending the Bible, sending stuff to missionaries all over the world, coordinating missionaries moving back and forth to the United States. And uh, you don't hear too much about them, but they really do the work behind the scenes and, and really help us out. Eastern European missions, you saw the video on that. All the Eastern Europe, getting the Bibles into Europe, really a big deal. Uh, 1.5 million Bibles this year. And I don't know if you caught that on the video, but the countries use the Bible in their schools now. Imagine that. Um, last would be India. That's coordinated by the Willette Church. And um, we support them to, uh, to be able to buy Bibles to support preachers and orphans and widows' homes. And uh, so we're going to watch the video now of the of the whale drilling, and then Chuck, and then David Fox will, will finish us up in a few minutes. Hello, my name is Bruce Mishawa. I'm a site planter. I want to give a story about, uh, about my village and the bubble that still has and the community is In 2003, my mother, the late mother and my father, still are told that we could uh, build an assembly hall. They were Catholics, but then I was a religious. I am still a religious. I prayed for the mom to receive the Lord. For many, many days, she had not been in her life. Everything that I walked for to be in hands in this community, my mama gave her life to Jesus. And when she gave her life to Jesus, one of the things that she wanted us to do is to address the water problem. When we had uh, no rains, the women and the younger and children would go to the river to have water. And some would go to very far places after school. They would miss two times. They would miss water sharing because of the long queues. So my mother, my mother prayed that if the church can be able to address that issue. And when she did a live view in the work of the Padani Dalit Khan, we took that very seriously. There is no difficult to do that my mother was uh, doing before she sees the ball. And when a few months after she passed on, I came to cry. And it was very, very hard. My mama wanted us to address this water project because the girls were supposed to pray, to so do the word pray, but they would come home that house. My mom, she wanted to save the country's life. My mom wanted to make sure they don't get diseases. That's what she recalled. My mom wanted these girls to have time to fix their meals right on time. Then they can go to bed and enough. Then when we turned off, when we hands read the ball, we were so happy. Now the girls can have some classes. The girls can have same reliable kids because of water and difficulty. They can be able to do their extra study hours. And there are a few cases of diseases that are water the diseases. This is something that I would love to tell all the hands, but this is why I can sum up to you. Thank you, dear hands, so very much for blessing this community with a radical, close, for caring water. 
Good morning, everybody. I want to thank the elders for allowing me for allowing me to give an update on the great works going on with Gospel Chariot Missions (GCM) and its sister work, GSM Gospel Share Missions. If you have your Bibles with you, you can turn with me to Matthew 28:18 through 20. It's kind of a companion scripture to the one from Mark reading from the ESV. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This passage is sometimes referred to as the Great Commission. It says we, who we are, and why we do what we do. From Genesis to Revelation, Scripture teaches us that God created man in his image and has entrusted man to multiply and reveal his glory, love, and grace to the ends of the earth. As Christians, this is key to our very identity. Let's turn over to 2 Corinthians 5. 17 through 21 now. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21. says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. From these scriptures, we can gather two key items about our identity. We are a new creation when we put on Christ in baptism. And secondly, we are ambassadors for Christ 
when we are when we are put on in baptism. This isn't just for the elders, preachers, or teachers, or evangelists. And the next slide, please. Gospel Chariot Missions was formed by George Funk in 1994 to assist World Bible School in reaching and saving the lost in the African continent. We use converted trucks called Gospel Chariots to travel to different places within Africa. These chariots are actually rolling church buildings. They contain chairs, tables, a tent, lesson materials, Bibles, a baptistry, a small kitchenette, a sleeping area for the African evangelists, a built-in stage, and many other items. They travel from town to town, city to city, and sometimes country to country to teach the saved how to disciple others, and by night they hold week-long gospel meetings sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. It's beautiful. While the chariots are useful, what's most central to the work is the African workers. Our approach is to have Africans winning Africans to Christ. We have a trained evangelist who drives each truck, then local Christians travel with him to help preach, teach, and follow up in their communities. Next slide, please. One of the ways we teach Christians is through short-term schools. We bring new Christians into our schools for five months. We feed them, house them, and train them. Afterward, they go back as self-supporting missionaries to their home areas. Besides these schools, we also utilize World Bible School material, Zoom, satellite campuses, Nations University, and the latest, Harding University, where they can obtain a degree if they so desire. Next slide, please. We believe that the Lord is truly blessing this work. Each year, we baptize well over 3,000 souls. For example, in June 2021, in the little French-speaking country of Togo, during a week-long campaign, 1,362 souls responded to the gospel. Later, in a meeting with church leaders from that same region, the chariots were asked to return. So, in the second week of the campaign, which was July of 2021, another 500 souls responded to the gospel. This year, another team went to Togo again in early 2022, and 1,800 more souls responded to the gospel. I don't usually report these numbers because folks just can't believe that many people have responded in just one country. But I have to tell you a kind of a funny backstory to this. For years and years, Togo was a closed country. The man who is leading Togo tried to cut it off from the rest of the world. But God's will is going to be done, and this man, the one who closed Togo, died. And his son, who had been educated in the West, opened the country. Gospel Chariot Missions was already was the one the first one, excuse me, to go into Togo after the country was opened. The folks in Togo were and still are very hungry for the truth. Please continue to pray for this country and the workers who traveled there. By the way, there are well over 40 new churches that have been planted in this country in the last year, and the new members are anxious to share their faith. So these uh, congregations are experiencing rapid growth. An example of the rapid growth is of a church plant of seven members back in February 2022. When the chariot returned to follow up with them, 
in May, they discovered the Church of Seven had grown to a church with 70 members. God is definitely up to something big in Little Togo. Next slide, please. Your generous contributions have helped us to build and equip 17 chariots serving 21 African countries. Our newest chariot is not even in the continent of Africa. It's going to operate in South America and is being built in Arkansas, United States of America. Its mission is to serve Mexico and several other countries in South America. God uses the church to establish dozens and dozens of churches each year. We work with congregations to ensure they are healthy and able to function on their own as a congregation of the Lord's church. Many of these churches have matured to the point they are able to send their own missionaries, evangelists, and teachers into other countries to keep expanding the Lord's church. We never abandon the churches that have been planted. This is a summary, as you see, of our goals. To reach every country in the African continent, every country in South America, and every country in Asia. Also, to continue training and equipping Africans through our short-term schools to teach other Africans, and to continue training godly men and women to share their faith, disciple, using the Four Fields teaching method. This is key to keeping our churches, families, strong, healthy, and growing for the long term. We also want to continue to create, print, and distribute a Christian lit literature in Bibles, which provides follow-up to thousands and thousands of World Bible, excuse me, World Bible School students, new converts, and newly established congregations of the Lord's Church. Our final goal is to build enough chariots so we can serve the entire South American continent, preaching the word, equipping the saints, and planting churches. Next slide, please. And next slide. Finally, here is a graphic showing the different locations of gospel chariot missions and a sister work gospel share. As you can see, it is now far more than Africa or South America. In 1994, the work started in South Africa by George Funk with the fall of apartheid. Now, 28 years later, we have a presence in 49 locations across the globe. God is truly up to something very, very big. Thank you for being a part of this work by supporting this work with your donations and prayers. We now have the funds needed to complete the building of the South American chariot, but we do not have the operating funds for the year 2023. Please consider giving to this work above what is already being sent. We don't have to want, excuse me, we don't want to have to cut funding to an existing work to fund the new chariot. Please contact me if you have any questions or need information. If you want to find out more about Gospel Chariot Missions or Gospel Share Missions, you can find us at gospelchariot.org. Next slide, please. Thank you.
I'm the last one. <laughs> hey, uh, I don't think we really are able to communicate by watching videos and have guys come in here. What you as a congregation are doing around the world for the cause of Jesus. There's not, like Sam says, there's not a day goes by that we don't get a video or we get a picture of some guy who's baptized five people that day and they're standing around in prayer and they say, thank you. This morning in Nicaragua and in Panama alone, there are over 50 churches that are meeting that are solely supported by the Jefferson Avenue congregation. I mean, that's it. Uh, we're paying them an incredible amount of $185 a month. And trust me, beans and rice are expensive in those countries as well. But they are working for the Lord, and it's in large part to what's going on here at Jefferson Avenue. Uh, when we meet with these men as they pass through, and they'll tell us, well, we baptized 1,700 people in July in Kenya. Or we baptized 2,800 people in September. Was it 2,800 people? 2,800 new Christians in September alone. You just get fired up about what's going on. And it's happening all over the world. And I, and I just want to say thank you. My job this morning is to tell you about Panama. Uh, Panama Missions is one of the longest-running missions at Jefferson Avenue. I, I guess we've been working down there for more than 50 years. And there are several members of our church here who have been to Panama and done, uh, done mission work down there. As a matter of fact, there are families that have, come, that have gone to Nicaragua and done mission work down there, and we thank you all for that. But San Blast is a unique place. Uh, there is Panama City that you're familiar with, which is a large metropolitan area where millions of people live. And you drive about 20 miles and you are in deepest, darkest Jackson County, I guess, Steve, what they'd call it, a uh, 100 years ago. In Panama, they are so, like I say, they're so poor. Uh, most of the places there don't have electricity. They don't have running water. They live in grass huts. Uh, and because of they are, they're so remote, they don't even have access to uh, hospitals. Uh, the kids, the government comes in and builds schools on these islands. And uh, when a child reaches the sixth grade, their education is done unless they want to pack up and move over to Panama, which a lot of them do. And the church uh, grows in Panama because of that. And we have 15 preachers that we're supporting there in the Panama area. And uh, not only that, we have a school of preaching that uh, we support there. And there are men who will come and spend a week at one of, at the island of Mulitupo, and they'll receive training, and then they get homework, and then they have to go back because there's no jobs available in these islands. They're either you hunt, you fish, you farm, and so they have to go back to feed their families. And then they'll spend the rest of the month there, and then they'll come back to uh, uh, to Mulitupo, and they'll receive the training, or they'll understand what what's been going on, what what they're doing there for the month. Uh, they generally have two campaigns a year, 
where they travel to new islands and existing islands and they teach the gospel. Uh, several of us have been to many of those campaigns, but due to COVID, uh, you know, we hadn't been able to go in a couple of years. Look, maybe I'll get to go in 2023. Uh, but again, the work in Panama, the work in Nicaragua, the work in India, uh, work in Africa, it's, it's just flourishing. And I'm so thankful that we're able to be a part of it. But I want to tell you about one more mission area. And that mission area is in Cookville, Tennessee, right outside those doors. There are over 40,000 people in Cookville who, I guess we would call them unchurched. And we are missionaries. When I look out there on, this, on the crowd this morning, I see missionaries people that we should be spreading the word of God. We should be spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jefferson Avenue has a clearly defined our mission as number one, we want to love God, love our neighbors. And number two, we want to be a disciple and we want to make disciples. And I hope that every one of us will make up our minds to tell those friends and neighbors and family members that don't know Jesus about him. We're told to share the message of the gospel. And that's all of our duties. And we all need to be doing that. It's good to hear about the guys over in Africa and the gospel chariots. And that guy that had the video where he's, his mother, he says, he thinks his mother and Francis got to meet in heaven. And I have no doubt that one of these days I will get to go to heaven and I will meet people that say, you know, I'm here because of the work at Jefferson Avenue. And that's great. But I also want to be a guy that sits right over there and has somebody here with me because I told them about Jesus. And I hope you'll do the same. I hope that'll be a goal for you. I heard somebody mention 3 and 23. Well, I hope each one of us will set a goal that next year that we will try to convert three people to Jesus Christ and tell them about the gospel. Uh, Our message this morning has been about missions, about telling the world about Jesus. If you don't know who Jesus is, if you've never accepted him as your savior, There's nothing you could do better. We live in a broken world, and Jesus is the answer. If there's anything we can do for you in any shape, form, or fashion, we ask that you come as Andy leads us in our song.